What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, buddy? It's Johnny King. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. And I am excited to record a podcast episode in the future soon with a gentleman by the name of Townsend Wardlaw. Now, Townsend Wardlaw is the uh, is a coach. He is the father of a client of mine, a very, very cool dude. What's up, Diego? Shout out to Diego. Uh, skydiver extraordinaire and uh, Townsend and I connected after uh, after quite some time of being in touch just you know as I was supporting coaching their son and uh, and so Townsend's like hey let's let's jump on a uh, let's jump on a, a zoom let's let's talk about business let's rap about coaching I was like cool sure all right so I jump on the call and uh, you know over a period of 20 minutes, 30 minutes, we, we talk things through and he recommends that I watch this video uh, from his coach and the whole video, it's like a two, two and a half hour long video, uh, is all about commitment. Now, I'll tell you, I get sent stuff from my family and from my friends. I mean, we're all probably, you probably do too, right? Like, hey, watch this video. It's hilarious. And you open it or like, it's really profound. And you open it and it's like an hour, hour and a half. You're like, oh, hell no. I don't have time to watch this. For whatever reason, though, he recommended this, Townsend did. And I was like, you know what? I got to watch it. I, I think it's just what he stressed was like, this has the power to change your life. And so I, I watched it over the period of like two or three days. And uh, and yeah, wow. And then Townsend also sent me this PDF, which is actually what I'm going to read to you today, which I think is just pretty, uh, just really relevant, especially for, for men. Women too, of course. But uh, since this is you know, a podcast for men, just focused around the idea of where where do we commit ourselves or don't commit ourselves to the things that we want in our lives. And so Townsend said, hey, watch the video, then then here's a PDF, there's some uh, action items in it, it might be something that's supportive, if you want to do it. I was like, cool, all right. So he sends me this PDF, and this is how it goes. This is, of course, like I said, the author is Townsend Wardlaw, and it's entitled, How We Get Commitment Wrong, Okay. There is no shortage of praise for the power of commitment. We celebrate its importance and knowledge and, I'm sorry, acknowledge its role in success. However, most are confused about how commitment works. Most don't understand what it is and it isn't. So we get commitment wrong in four distinct ways. <clears throat> Excuse me. First, 
We perceive commitment as something to choose under a set of desired circumstances. For example, quote, I will be committed when I find the right job or the right woman, the right man, etc. End quote, right? Uh, it works the other way around, though. Our commitments create the circumstances we desire. A commitment to something brings about its, its existence. For example, an athlete's commitment to being the best doesn't appear after he re- receives the acknowledgement, right? So their commitment creates the actions and the behaviors that produce the results that generate the acknowledgement of like, oh, you're the best athlete. So here's the first recommended action, and I would recommend that you do the same thing. I did it, and it's been really, really powerful. I'm still working through this but because uh, there's a lot, a lot to process. But he says, notice where you have conditional commitments, i.e., notice where you expect conditions to be, quote-unquote, right, so that you can then get committed. Second, all commitments aren't equal, and many commitments are hardly commitments at all. So he says, rate the following statements on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 is powerful and 1 is weak. Quote, I am committed to hitting the gym more. I'm committed to maintaining my level of income. I'm committed to providing for my family. I'm committed to being a better father. I'm committed to staying sober. I'm committed to winning the gold medal for fencing in the 2030 Olympics. I'm committed to sacrificing my life for my country if necessary. Quite a range, right? (laughs) As you consider these commitments, um, relative strengths, ask yourself, what actions and efforts are likely to occur to each, right? So on a scale of 1 to 10, as you were saying, like listening to, oh, uh, I'm committed to hitting the gym more. How would you rate that? You know, one being weak, 10 being super powerful. It's probably a one or two, right? Versus I'm committed to winning the gold medal for fencing in the 2030 Olympics, right? So is someone committed to winning the gold medal for fencing in the 2030 Olympics likely likely to take different actions and put forth a different level of effort than someone committed to, quote unquote, hitting the gym more? That's the whole point, right? So... Here's your next action item. Write down your commitments and rate them on a scale of 1 to 10. And then consider rewriting any of them that are 7s or lower. Okay, so I did this. I wrote down, I'm like, shit, what am I committed to? Okay, kind of fun to just even sit down because I don't, I don't think, you know, at times I have my goals and this and that. I'm like, okay, what am I committed to? And once I started getting going, like it started to flow out of me. But I definitely noticed there were some that were 100% nines or tens, others that were like fours, threes, a couple that were like sevens, which were almost like the gray area. It's like clearly I know those, I'm, you know, the fours I'm not committed to, right? Like those would be nice. And I think about them, the tens, 100% I'm committed to, and the results show in my life. But the sevens, the sevens are the ones that really frustrate me because I feel like I'm committed but then I'm not all in. Does that make sense? I bet you you are too. So here's third. Commitments only exist in the present. Commitments describe an intended future we articulate as a present reality to create that future. So 
it is difficult to answer the question, is a commitment something that has happened or will happen? The answer is both. Nothing is created without a commitment happening and commitments only exist when an opportunity to choose that commitment or not arises, right? So it feels like a paradox. Our desired results won't occur without a commitment. And yet we can't prove that the commitment, we, I should say we can't prove that commitment until it's then tested. He goes on to write, for example, I can declare a commitment of fidelity to my wife, yet that commitment is not quote unquote real until presented with an opportunity for infidelity. When he wrote that, I was like, oh, okay, now that makes sense actually. We are committed to something right up until the moment that we are not. In this sense, commitments have no momentum. I must reaffirm today's commitment tomorrow and the day after and the day after that and so on and so forth. So while this might seem like bad news, it's also good news because we can quickly rectify any lapse in a commitment just by recommitting. Here's another recommended action. He says, declare your commitments daily. Share them out loud to yourself and with those around you. Lastly, you are always committed to something. This was to me profound. Um, profound from the standpoint of like, oh, it's so true. Like it just resonates like in my heart, like totally. When someone says I lack commitment, that's incorrect. In every moment we are committed to something. What we perceive as a lack of commitment is, I guess more truthfully, a commitment to something other than our desired commitment, right? So for example, consider a situation where someone commits to losing 20 pounds in the next three months, yet they don't exercise or eat well. They might say, oh, I have a problem with commitment, but that's not accurate. We never fail at a commitment. What we succeed at is <laughs> we succeed with, with a competing commitment. So the implication here is profound. When not generating the results we desire, we tend to blame a perceived lack of commitment. We believe we must work harder to increase that commitment to the thing, right? And while this works in some cases, it is far more effective to release the competing commitment, okay? So this requires finding out and acknowledging it, whatever that competing commitment is. Observing what you are creating, like aka sitting on the couch and eating junk food, that's what you're committed to, will always reveal the competing commitment, uh, like in the convenience of comfort and security. So you might want to go to the gym but <laughs> and think that you, you should be more committed, but what you really are, you're, you're more committed to sitting on the couch. You're actually more committed to convenience and comfort. Does that make sense? So once you can find it, whatever that competing commitment is, you can release it. So here's his last, uh, one of his last recommended actions. Begin to look for and notice your competing commitments. Okay, do not seek them out to blame or to shame or to judge yourself. Instead, 
Just acknowledge and accept them as is. Now, I'll tell you, when I was doing this myself, this was a, a, like the recommended action that I stopped at because I was like, oh, gosh, that's, hmm, I'm going to have to sit with this. I'm going to have to really think this through. And that's why I say it's, I'm still in process with this. <clears throat> I did all the other ones leading up to this. Begin to look for and notice your competing commitments. I think I probably overthought it, right? But it's like, hey, if I want to, um, if I want, if I want to make more money, but then I'm not actually committing to the actions. It's like, if I want to make more money, what do I need to do? Okay, A, B, and C. Okay, if I'm not doing A, B, and C, then what am I actually doing? Well, I'm doing uh, D, E, and F. Well, what's my motivation? Like, what what are my emotional needs that I'm getting fulfilled by doing D, E, and F? And back to his example, it's probably more about like I'm I'm committed to avoiding uh, rejection. I'm committed to avoiding um, uh, failure. Committed to uh, you know mediocrity. Security, safety. Yeah. So that's why I think it, it, it just takes some time to sit down and really think those things through, but you need to get them out on paper before you can really start looking at the competing commitments. Okay. So now it's your time, your turn. Uh, in his PDF, he asks some really good questions. Do you feel commitments as created under the right circumstances? or as something that produces circumstances. Let me say that again. Do you, fee, do you view commitments as created under the right circumstances or as something that produces circumstances? Here's another one. What do you think about the relationship between the relative strength of a commitment and the actions it produces? Is there a relationship? Interesting, right? Here's another one. How does the concept that commitments are not valid until tested? How does that concept sit with you? Like you said with, with uh, the fidelity example. Like you can be committed to, you know, being loyal to your spouse, but it's not really tested until you're given an opportunity to not be loyal, Right? And then lastly, where do you see competing commitments undermining the success of your commitments? Mm. Where do you see competing commitments undermining the success of your commitments? I think that's just it, man. That's just it. So if I look at like areas of my health, my physical health, right? That's an area that that I have some very, very strong drivers and motivation and commitment. And even this morning, this particular morning, when I was exhausted, my dog was just up all night <laughs> to take him out once or twice in the middle of the night. So... I just woke up exhausted when my alarm went off at 5.30. The, the thought that came to my mind was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I need more sleep, right? But then that becomes the question. That's the test. 
am I truly committed to getting the results that I committed to earlier this year at the beginning of uh, 2021? Or am I more committed to sleep? Am I more committed to, um, yeah, hitting a snooze or working out later? So, again, if there are certain things in your life that you really would like to change, but then you're frustrated about why they're not changing, look at your commitments. And then the competing commitments that are undermining the success of what you really want. All credit goes to Townsend Wardlaw. I think you can go to TownsendWardlaw.com. Town, send, ward, law. Townsend Wardlaw, he's a, such a good dude, an amazing coach. Uh, check him out. I'm going to have him on the podcast soon. But this is a, a really cool PDF that that you shared with me, and I, and I hope you got some good things out of it too. And if, if you really want to, again, you know, <laughs> level up, you can, you know, go back to the the recommended actions that I kind of repeated throughout this PDF, um, which are, I'll just state them right now just so you can write them down. First one is notice where you have conditional commitments, i.e. notice where you expect conditions to be right so that you can then get committed, right? The second recommended action is write down your commitments and then rate them on a scale of 1 to 10. And then consider rewriting any commitments that are sevens or lower. And when I did this, and I had several, I had to rewrite them with more conviction, right? And uh, also had to write them with language that allowed me to stay actually in control, like taking responsibility for my commitments versus I could see commitments that maybe had uh, <laughs> conditions upon them, like he said, with, with, oh, once I have this, then I will do that. Yeah, that doesn't work. The third recommended action, declare your commitments daily. Share them out loud to yourself and with those around you. Now, I have been writing them down on a daily basis. However, I've not been sharing them with those around me. So I need to step up on that. And then last but not least, begin to look for and notice your competing commitments. Do not seek them out to blame or shame yourself. Instead, acknowledge and accept them as is. Shout out to my man Townsend Wardlaw. You will hear him on the podcast soon enough. If you have any questions or would like this PDF, feel free to reach out to me via email, podcast at johnnyking.com. Hit me up on the socials. Uh, I am sure that Townsend would be happy for me to pass this PDF along to you. Awesome, man. Thank you again for joining. Hope this has been beneficial. And if you really want to move your life forward, you got to do the fucking work. You got to be committed to doing the work, right? You can't just listen to a podcast and then think that your life is going to magically become better. So anyways, we'll see you on the flip side. Take care, man. That's it for this one. And I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, hey, it would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email 
at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.